Hey, everybody. Thank you for joining School Psych Podcast tonight. We're here um, kind of, I know we have our regular scheduled program with uh, learning disabilities going on at eight o'clock with Dr. Mackey. So we're really excited for that. But we wanted to get on a little bit before and talk a little bit about what's been going on, just because I know as school psychologists, a lot of us are kind of in the same situation here and wanted to talk about what, what can we do and what are we doing right now and, and where everything stands. I know that there's a lot of schools that are down. Uh, I myself am in Maryland and uh, they they pretty quickly ordered um, all schools in the state of Maryland to be shut down and we're shut down for at least the next two weeks. I kind of have my suspicions that it's going to be a lot longer with that, than that the, with what's going on. Um, so I've just been, um, I've been doing practice in my good social distancing and um, I I already use my uh, grocery del delivery, so I'm going to stick with that, although it seems like there's a little bit even a wait time with that. I used to be able to order my groceries the night before and they would come the next day, and now I'm saying there's a three-day wait. So I think that a lot of people have the same ideas, but I'm, I'm not, I'm bringing my children out to, you know, go to we ran around the cul-de-sac today. They were very excited to beat their times from yesterday. So I think they're getting outside and getting some exercise, but we're not, you know, going um, to restaurants. We're ordering in or we're, you know, cooking at home type of thing. And so I think that that's kind of the responsible thing. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk a little bit about um, what we've been doing. And we'd love to hear from you guys about what you're doing. And um, I've got some things in the work to help my schools and my students. And I know that there's some movements online to share resources and things of that nature. So we'd like to hit on all that. But first off, let's check in with Eric and Rebecca. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hi, everybody. Hi, Rachel. Yeah, thank you for that intro. I think that um, so much has changed in such a short time mm -hmm. in terms of how we're all thinking about it and, um, and what we can do uh, professionally and personally as parents. I have um, a high school son is my youngest and I have two kids in college um, and one who's um, outgrown and, and working. Um, and it's really hard when, when this was, when we were first in my work thinking about the possibility of closing school and um, the idea of social distancing, I think it just, it took me a little bit of time to understand really what that meant. And um, so, you know, my kids came home from college and my son came home with two friends and, um, and then he was excited that all his high school friends were home. So they were, you know, seeing each other and, um, and, and, you know, like just the idea of no play dates for, for you know, older kids is a really difficult um, thing to enforce. But we just had our uh, family meeting tonight to talk about what this means and and why and why it's really important for us um, to do some things differently and, and sort of make some sacrifices because mm -hmm. what we're really wanting to do with social distancing and no play dates and uh, no hanging out the way they would on a normal um, day when school is closed is we are protecting our healthcare system um, from overload. And uh, just this weekend, I started thinking about, you know, a lot of my kiddos, I think about um, allergies a lot. And we had a, po a podcast on supporting kids with allergies and their wor the worries that they have. And I was thinking, what if one of my students or what if someone I know had a, a, an anaphylactic reaction and needed the ER, but all the beds are full and all the doctors are busy? You know, I think that one way we can help advocate 
for everyone, for vulnerable people and our vulnerable students is to do our best to um, take a step back from socializing. So we just had that family meeting um, tonight and it didn't really go over well with my kids. They're not thrilled about it, but, <laughs> but um, it's okay because for two, if you think about two weeks at a time, everything changed so fast in the last two weeks everything's going to change very quickly, I think, again, in 14 days from now. So we'll have to revisit and we'll have to figure out what we can do then. But for now, the social distancing has been on my mind. And at work, it was a whirlwind of activity, too. I'm sure many of you have had these experiences. And I posted a, fun, a funny video from um, Principal Jerry, who was talking about all the the Corona um, faculty meetings, and um, we were having them too. You know, school crisis team meetings and communications uh, meetings, and how do we how do we support our teachers, our faculty feeling really nervous, and how do we support our community, the parents not knowing what to do, and people voluntarily keeping their kids out, and what do we how do we talk to the, that group of parents and how do we make these really important decisions about when to close, why to close, how to close, um, that was going on. But at the same time, regular meetings were happening, the previously scheduled parent meetings and student meetings and group lessons. So it has been, I'm, I'm guessing for a lot of you out there, such a whirlwind in schools in the last two weeks. And I think we're just all starting to figure um, some things out. So there's great resources being shared. Um, Eric started a doc, a Google doc that we'll share with all of you. Um, and we've all added to it about things that we found out there um, in terms of resources for teachers and parents and for us as we think mm -hmm. about ways to um, deliver services uh, remotely. We have to think about, um, you know, teletherapy or um, video content we can make on social emotional learning. I know I've heard a lot um, of buzz from other school psychologists who are already um, working and collaborating um, with their teams on what kinds of social emotional lessons lessons would they like to put out there? Um, how are they going to do that? So. Um, I'm gonna let Eric jump in because I've been talking for a while. And um, Eric, what, how was your last couple of weeks at school? Uh, I would say the same and that's okay. We, we've all been chatting our, our three here um, together. So, um, uh, you know, we've kind of are talking about this stuff amongst ourselves, but um, yeah, the same. So my school, the last week or so, we were a little more um, concerned about closing and concerned about what are we going to do and whether we'll do some online content, which I think our district is starting to explore now. And my thought, I have a couple of thoughts. So as Rebecca mentioned, we'll, we have some uh, Google information that we'll pass on. And it's really just a compilation of resources. So tips for parents talking to their kids about things that might be anxiety producing. So we have some of the NASP resources um, for that. NASP has a really good page with a lot of resources on it. And that's being updated as things unfold. And then also structuring activities. So what are we doing with our kiddos at home? Those of us who have their children at home, as, as Rebecca mentioned. Um, and how are we either scaling up information and activities or scaling down depending on their age? So just thinking about that, you know, um, structuring activities for my teenagers and my one college student who's home. And really, as Rebecca said, uh, being respectful of other people around us, right? Our community, our medical providers, 
those who are a little more medically fragile or medically needy and being able to stay away from things if we need to. Um, and, and that just does, it does take a sacrifice. And I really appreciated Rebecca's words. And she shared a really nice uh, statement on her page that um, she joked that maybe we'll use it for the newsletter, but I really do think it should be in our state newsletter. So she, she has a good way with words. So, yeah. So my thoughts really are, you know, I would love to hear ideas from others in terms of if we do districts who do uh, move toward online um, education, how are we going to support special ed kids? How are we going to do um, social and emotional work? How are we going to do evaluations? All of us who have evals that are due. So I think these are all open-ended questions and perhaps things that as a, a group of psychologists across the country or across several countries uh, in our discussions might continue sharing information on Facebook pages, adding to Google Docs that are shared and really keeping the conversation open. Because um, I think as as Rachel and Rebecca said, this stuff is just gonna keep unfolding and changing from week to week, so. Yeah, I, I think it's something that we've been watching and kind of, um, I know that we're, we've all got our eyes on what's going on over in Europe and it would be crazy to imply that, you know, a country was shut down maybe a, a month ago or two months ago, you know, that we wouldn't think. And so um, when we're seeing these other countries, it, it, I think it, it brings some worry. But there, as school psychologists, we need to, for sure, balance the worry and the things that we can change and the things that we can't change and, and coping with that. And because that's going to be passed on kind of to our kids and whatnot. As well. But I, I think that it's kind of that gray area. You know, you read online about people gargling with bleach and doing these extreme kind of things that um, are not safe and, and not grounded in, in what we know is going on. And then you read of other people who, oh, well, I'm, I'm gonna go to the grocery store and or I'm gonna meet up with my friends. And then like, it's just a kind of a day-to-day -day thing and it's really not. And, and we need to, although some of us who might be young and healthy and um, not, be worrying about ourselves, but you have to think about everybody else. And I think that that's what's, um, you know, at the heart of what's going on. But I do see my friends, I see half of them, you know, kind of <laughs> hunkering down as my family is a little bit. Um, and then I see the other half going kind of about their day and, and it's frustrating to me, but I think that we need to um, be, you know, supporting us as much as we can. I was kind of yelling at my mother before um, she decided to go on an out of state trip. And I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you can't do that. Um, <laughs> but people are obviously going to do what they're going to do. Um, and I think that we just, it's, it's, you know, something that we need to be as responsible um, as as we can, but and I do have concern for our our families that are unable to do that because they have to work or because you know childcare is an issue. And I know that my school is doing a really good job of bringing meals to uh, families in need, so they have kind of some mobile units up uh, for that. And so I was really uh, pleased with how with the planning that went into that. Um, but I have shared out the, some of the Google stuff um, and we'll make sure that they get shared out also on Facebook. But looking at the comments, um, thanks for chiming in for everybody, but I'm seeing like Michigan, North, Northern Virginia, Massachusetts, I guess is partially down maybe, um, Arizona's down. So thanks for, for all your comments, guys. Um, I am... I want to hear if anybody's planning on, so I am still working 
uh, for the next two weeks from home for the school psychologist teachers and everybody else is, are pretty much off the hook, but uh, school psychologists are working. And, and so like tomorrow I'm going to be doing some evaluation type ups and things and record reviews and things that I can. Um, I'm also working with my school counselor and I would encourage you guys uh, to think about something like this. I'm kind of excited that we're doing like a live broadcast morning meeting. So um, with her and I in conjunction and uh, targeted both at parents and at students to um, kind of give them some connection to the school and um, make them feel a little bit at home and a little bit comfortable and also to impart some resources and, and let them know of the food around and where those stops are and just to make things a little bit more normalized. So if anybody's interested in doing something like that, you can definitely reach out to us because we we are the, the streaming people here, um, but StreamYard.com is the platform that we use and it's pretty easy to do. You just need you know, to go to streamyard.com and you need to um, have like a YouTube page or a destination or a Facebook page of which you're going to stream to and it allows you to connect those two and to broadcast. So you can reach out to families and, and maybe provide services. But how are you guys? Yeah, is anybody doing like teletherapy? We'd love to hear about that for sure. Do you guys have any other thoughts? on? I um, just want to touch on teletherapy. I um, work in the evenings uh, as an independent contractor at a private practice. And so, um, so far uh, that practice hasn't closed. They're also taking that those extra precautions of uh, cleaning surfaces after every session, having uh, clients wash hands when they enter um, the facility, not having the waiting room um, available, doing sort of curbside pickup of kiddos. Um, so that's gonna continue, but as in addition, um, uh, practitioners are going to be offering teletherapy and um, providing parents with some basic, um, you know, uh, sort of informed consent kinds of ideas around teletherapy and uh, privacy and the expectations what they can expect from the clinician, what they, uh, what the, what we hope um, that they, how they will participate um, in terms of. Uh, confidentiality and privacy. So um, it's a lot, you know, because we, we haven't been doing that before. Um, so communicating about it and um, and having those sessions, it, it's only allowed in our in this practice for um, um, practitioners, clinicians that already have relationships with kids. So we're not taking sort of on new um, uh, people that for teletherapy only, but um, that's the way that uh, practice is handling it. And in terms of school as well, um, I know a lot of states have um, emergency um, regulations around providing teletherapy. So if you if you if you were in a state where you didn't have that option before because you didn't weren't licensed or um, it just wasn't the regulation. Um, some states that have those emergency provisions. So definitely check out uh, the state regs around that. And I and I know um, when Hurricane Sandy happened, um, New York allowed um, people to uh, provide service, school psychologists to provide services um, for kids that couldn't be um, in school. So it, it's a it's a it's a, a kind of um, crisis in that way. And I and in Connecticut at my school will be providing. Um, we're not exactly sure. We, we are on our planned two week break anyway. We had two weeks off, but so during these two weeks off, um, we're hoping to figure out how we're gonna deliver those services. We don't have a full um, idea about that yet. We're, we're thinking about Zoom now that Zoom has made itself um, 
available for people um, without charge for educators and schools. Um, because I think I believe that Zoom has some privacy features that uh, Google Meet does not. I'm not 100% sure on that, but um, I think that it, it sort of meets some standards or has in the past that other platforms have not. Mm -hmm. Does anybody know about that? I don't know about that. I know that my district has Google Meet through mm -hmm. our district account, and I've been told that anything that is through our district like should be should pass mustard yeah. with the, as far as security parameters and whatnot. Um, but, but we have not been instructed. We're, we just weren't prepared for that. If we had maybe some more warning of this, maybe we would have you know gotten that rolling. But at this point, I mean, our we're not providing general education services. We're giving kind of things to do on Blackboard and, and stuff of that nature. But in light of not even providing gen ed services, I don't think we're just not prepared to to do any type of specialized um, services remotely. But maybe maybe for next time we'll be. Yeah. Right. I know we've some good conversations about, yeah, people are worried about timelines. Mm -hmm. I feel your pain. I think that we're in really uncharted waters. This is a, a national, this is a worldwide international thing. Um, so I'm sure that the, the IEP police aren't going to come behind us. I think that people are going to be understanding the whole system's going to be gummed up <laughs> for a while now. I'm already yeah. thinking about all the rescheduling that would need to happen. And that's kind of best case scenario of if this somehow blows over in the next two weeks and we're back in our offices and in our schools. And um, I'm not sure that that's the case. So I think we're all just kind of doing the best we can and um, not trying to get too overwhelmed and um, anxious about the things that are just out of our control and we're not going to be able to do. Mm -hmm. Somebody asked a while ago, um, um, how are we um, supporting the mental health of our families? And I'm not sure if she meant our um, individual personal families or families at school, but I, I thought that was a, a good question. I think both, <laughs> supporting both um, sets of families is really important. Um, in my family, um, I am just, um, I, you know, ha we're having family meetings and uh, we're talking about um, how this is an opportunity to, um, to really make these personal sacrifices of not social, not going to the birthday party that we had hoped to go to or not um, being in big groups or going out to dinner. It's an opportunity to do that, to make that sacrifice as an act of care. Um, I also, among my four children, we've been talking about, this is not about shame and blame and judgment of, mm -hmm. of people's um, choices. I think that we just have to do the best that we can and that's all that any of us can do. And so we have this family plan, but it doesn't mean that we're gonna, you know, judge the friends that did go to the party or that, you know, in, even in, amongst my children, um, they're like, well, if, if you go here and then you get us all sick and, and you know, there is that tendency to like, and just sort of point fingers and blame and I don't want you to make me sick and so I was saying to my children that we're just as likely in our we have we, there's there are points at which we're going to have to go to the grocery store or to you know get things that we need we're just as you know have a risk of getting sick there just as much as if uh, somebody wants to you know still have their workout uh, and, go, and go to a public gym or so you know so we're it's it's just we're trying to do the best we can to minimize our contact with with strangers and and friends alike and then in our community um 
really looking at the community mental health resources, and there are lots. So I happen to work and, and live in great communities, and not that people that don't have resources aren't great, but we do. I, I, I'm just um, wanting to share with all the stakeholders, all my families, that there are um, lots of um, community podcasts happening now on mental and behavioral health. There are yeah. parenting support. Yeah, Eric, what are you noticing on that front? Yeah, sorry, uh, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, uh, go ahead. Great, great thoughts. There, Twitter especially, I've noticed a lot of educators sharing resources, a tremendous amount of activities for kids to keep them occupied, read alouds if you don't have a sibling or a parent to read you a story, like the, really touching um, things about here are some things to keep kids occupied and happy and um, addressing anxiety and... And then along with that, a lot of educators uh, putting material up to um, to keep kids learning because we're likely to see regression. As school psychologists, we're likely to get an influx of referrals at some point due to kids missing potentially from two weeks to two months of instruction. So- And that's uh, gonna make it harder to, yeah, mm -hmm. whoops, we lost Rebecca. It's gonna oh. make it harder to determine, um, you know, suspicion of disability because are right. they are they low because of coronavirus <laughs> or are they low right. in this time or are they low because of this? So it, it definitely gums up everything. And it might be a rule out eventually. <laughs> but um, I was chuckling because we saw, let's see, um, uh, some people talking about remote learning and Zoom and that seems really awesome and choice boards. Um, so mm. that's good. But then I, I chuckled over the coloring books with coronavirus coloring sheets. Coloring books. <laughs> so I got a laugh out of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sue mentioned that she's, she loves all the resources for younger kids, but worried mm -hmm. about the older students. I think um, I'm thinking of it for my children, my older students and college kids, as a real opportunity to take um, deep dives into research and, you know, looking at um, resources like TED-Ed videos mm -hmm. or um, you know who else has a great collection of um, TED Talks and videos is Mensa Kids. Um, and because it's Mensa, they're they're great for adults as well. Um, and they have lesson plans on there. So there, there are some out there. We just have to kind of sniff them out. But um, for older students, I think it is going to be trickier. And it's a time that we want to motivate their, motivate their internal curiosity. And I think mm -hmm. it's like, for my high school son, he's a junior in high school. If he's not really um, so passionate about whatever online uh, remote learning stuff that they have going on, I will be happy if he says, you know, I've always been curious about this, curious about this, and I'd like to explore it and um, helping him figure out how to do that. I'd be happy with that. I think, you know, mm -hmm. this is a brave new world and um, yeah. those uh, curricular objectives online are gonna be tough. Yeah. yeah, lots of books to read too. Yeah, yeah, I'm seeing. Um, it looks like timelines in Michigan are being forgiven. Yeah, that probably just takes. I, I think I expect that that's going to happen across the board mm -hmm. for all of us. But just the fact that Michigan or your district has maybe said that is probably comforting to hear because I know Sykes were they're we're very uh, compliance driven and we don't like to drop the ball even if it's totally out of our control and not our fault that a timeline has been missed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Rachel, you mentioned food as well, and um, we are doing a lot of stuff in Connecticut. Um, my district, as well as my town, is continuing with the grab-and-go meals, so lunch and breakfast. 
And um, so if you live in Manchester or Maryland, Connecticut, you're, you will continue being able to receive meals. You just have to pick them up and the pickup sites are listed on the um, district websites and have gone out. But that really was important to me to hear. I was really appreciative that um, I know my superintendent, my uh, children's superintendent in the town where I live and our state department of education have really been on that for uh, families who are food insecure to uh, really support them. And it sounds like too, from social media that that's continued across, across the country. So. Yeah. It seems like, yeah, schools have really stepped up with that. And, you know, I can't help but think and feel how fortunate my family is in this, just to have somebody in the school. Both my husband and I work in the school system. And so we're home now. We don't have to worry about childcare and things of, of that nature. And we have confidence that our paychecks will, you know, continue to right. in the type of thing and families are not, um, you know, and as good a position as we are. So I think it's really important that the schools are doing things like that, like the food um, to provide to families. It's one less thing to maybe worry about. Um, I was, I know, Eric, we were talking earlier because you were to the library and whatnot. I had gone to the library. I was going to, you know, stack up on some books and whatnot before um, kind of the, the closure started and uh, I got to the library and got some books and they told me that they were closing for two weeks. That was, um, we didn't realize that they initially were going to stay open. And then the last minute they're like, no, we're closing as well. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be kind of, I think, tough to, without, without all these Mm -hmm. libraries and things I would frequently go there and I wasn't planning to go and let my kids you know roam around the building anymore like they normally do in the library but it was going to be you know I order the books online I pick them up and, and bring them back type of thing um, which is how I'm functioning with with the groceries and I am taking my mm -hmm. kids to parks and I've kind of gone back and forth in my mind like is that I have parks that are walkable in my community I've, you know is that is that good I'm going to have to like scope out and see how many kids are there um, but yeah, I think we all need to kind of rethink what we would normally do. And it's tough to figure out and draw the line because we don't want to go totally stir crazy, especially if you have kids. So I think, you know, there's, it's tough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But routine is important. I, I'm mm -hmm. giving my kids kind Structure. of an routine. I'm telling parents that, you know, get, get a regular routine where you're doing reading at this time or you have a snack at this time. And just so it's predictable and a little bit easier for kids to get used to. Yeah, um, I, I, there's this um, viral post, I think I may have even shared it too, from a homeschool mom with a, with a blocked time schedule. Um, it's like, wake up at nine, do this for an hour. And um, I, there was some great conversation around it. it I think it, it would be um, really nice to especially think about bedtimes and mm -hmm. wake up times, keeping them pretty stable um, so that it doesn't feel like an extended uh, school break, you know, in terms right. of. Of, of that schedule, but but um, to be a little bit flexible because we can't recreate school exactly the structure and the routine of the school and like switching classes exactly at this time and transitions. I mean, the parents are going to finally get to see why transitions are so hard at school and why going from one subject to another it's just not as you know simple and easy. Um, as as we'd like it as as educators but but i think that having having some kind of block time schedule could be really helpful and um and sharing what's been working um for you all as parents with with others and sharing suggestions with your parents with your students parents i think could be really helpful because um it might be different in in each household depending on the child and the age but 
but it's thinking about having a routine and structure around the daily schedule, um, even if the school provides like asynchronous uh, online learning, mm -hmm. I think could be really helpful. Yeah. Sure. Um, and, and then I'm tr also trying to communicate with parents through this um, video broadcasting that I'm going to try for the first time tomorrow with my counselor that I talked about. So we'll see how that goes. But um, I wanted to stress, you know, how parents are talking with their kids about this because we don't, again, want to kind of feed into a lot of anxiety and we want them to feel secure and safe. Um, but we also need them to understand why, why we're doing this and the importance of this and um, that this kind of saves lives. So I have a, a, a four-year-old and a six-year-old. And so my six-year-old is in first grade and he's come home kind of asking a little bit about this. And we had to have that conversation about you're not going to be in school for the next at least two weeks. And, you know, he wanted to know why. And so I was just, of course, took the perspective of being very honest with him. And luckily, with uh, honed in on the fact that, you know, kids don't seem to be super impacted by this virus. And, and that's something that as a parent gives me a lot of that helps me <laughs> because that would be my main worry if um, if that was not the case. That would be something that I would probably be pretty terrified about. But I explained to him that, you know, kids are okay. You know, you're, you're going to be fine. Um, but we're, we're doing this because we worry about people that are sick already or people that are really older and um, we don't want to spread the virus. And that's why we're doing this. But you're okay. We're okay. We're ready. You know, we, we've got this. <laughs> so. Yeah, lots of good questions on here. Um, I tried to comment and it turned on the other sound, so sorry about that <laughs> audio. Um, but uh, somebody's asking for our students on behavior plans, in your opinion, how long will this unexpected break uh, warrant an updated FBA? It's, it's hard, to, hard to know and it's hard to know how long the break will be, um, but certainly important to consider. Um, and also somebody brought up reintegrating, returning to school. I think that's something that we really have to thoughtfully mm -hmm. uh, plan out as well. What does that um, reintegration look like? How can we support our teachers and our um, schools with um, what they need to, to help make that comfortable and smooth for the kids? Yeah. So much to plan while yeah. also doing regular work. Yeah. yeah. But, and I know we're, we're going to cut ourselves short pretty soon because we do have, you know, the eight o'clock, we still are planning on being live with Dr. Mackey to talk about learning disabilities. So we're hoping that you guys will join us back here. That's going to be on YouTube and the links are all on the, um, the Facebook page. But um, yeah, really good discussion. And for sure, thank you for everybody um, chiming in. It's good, I think, to know that we're all in this together and we've got this and we're going to make the best of it. And um, you know, it, it will pass, it will, <laughs> whatever. <Right. laughs> um, so, so that's good. And it's funny because, so I keep in contact pretty regularly with Rebecca and with Eric, and we're on our phones often doing a Voxer kind of walkie talkies type of stuff. And I'm always the pessimist of the group, right? Because these two are like <laughs> eternally optimistic. And so for a while now, I've been like, oh my gosh, <laughs> have, you seen article? have you seen this? We have to do this. This is going on. And so I've been kind of like spinning up a little bit. And they're like, no, it's okay. It's all good. And so I, I feel like you need a group of people to kind of bounce things off of and, and keep yourselves in check when, when things get a little bit much. And I try, I aim to be uh, realistic and prepared and rational and to not kind of go off the deep end, but also to, yeah, not, not, not go to the other side and just blow everything off and think that 
and take things for granted. So I think that's important. And we're, we're, we're the rock. We're, we're school psychologists. We got this. Right. <laughs> yeah. Nothing else. This will be a, a very um, special time in history that we can look back on and, mm -hmm. um, and learn a lot from. So uh, that's my positive spin <laughs> without being too positive. This is an incredible right. time um, in schools and uh, with a, a little, I love attention and care. Mm -hmm. We're gonna we're gonna be all right. So okay. absolutely. It will get better. Yeah. <laughs> We've got this. Okay. Any if you guys have any last minute, um, you know, I see a lot of stuff and I don't think we're gonna be able to comment on everything just because we do wanna um get prepped kind of for eight o'clock and um get that rolling and so we can continue to converse a little bit you know online and through that and um hopefully we'll continue to bring you guys some good pd well maybe you're hunkered down and <laughs> um in need of something to do or are required to be working as i am so once i am done with all the reports that i'm to be writing and record reviews and things of that nature i'm gonna have to start looking for okay how else can i learn and educate myself and there's a lot of good stuff on youtube and somebody mentioned the signs of reading and then that's really big and we had dr kilpatrick on before and so we love all that stuff and we're gonna yeah, make the best of it and we're gonna learn as much as we can and I'm also glad that you know as school psychologists um, we're, we're not in charge of everything and we need to remember that that we are we are not responsible for everything and you know there's people above us in the districts who make the big bucks that are you know equipped to make these decisions and to plan for this and to worry about some of these things that we tend to worry about, but that maybe we don't need to be worrying about. <laughs> so I'll leave you with that, that, you know, we're, we're not in this alone, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, all right, thanks for the kind words, everybody. We'll mm -hmm. see you hopefully uh, around eight o'clock, okay? Yeah, see you at eight.